Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the HB Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And here with me, the beautiful boys. Surprise attack, Brandon. Hey. And Ben. Hello. Brandon, how are you? I'm well. You're well? I'm very okay. well, yes. Good. I'm, I'm doing very well. You're welcome back. It's been Hello. a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been like fucking God, like nine months or something insane. You could have had an entire baby. I could have had a child. And, uh, that was one of my favorite doctor's visits is uh, it was it was exactly nine months. Well, not exactly nine months, but it was nine months since I had last seen. It was the chiropractor specifically. Right. And he was like, oh, holy cow, you could have had a baby. And I'm like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. My sister just had a baby. Whoa. That's right. I saw that. Congratulations, new uncle Ben. Welcome. And also congratulations for another episode on this show. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm now like this is like my third Episode? Niece or nephew? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, your third niece or nephew? Oh, I guess your your wife's my dude, wife's brother, my brother in law. Bro- the ones I've never met. He lives in China. Yeah, that's probably well, why. Uh, I've never met the child or nor his wife. Oh, okay. So wow, yeah. cool. I mean, what does meet? What does what does <laughs> never met mean anymore? Because I've spoken to them over like Facetime. Right. I feel like I've t- sat in the room with them and talked. I was thinking about that because, uh, as you know, Boo and I do this Evangelion podcast, and we talk regularly. And legitimately, like we'll probably talk a total of 30 to 40 minutes split between before and after the podcast, just seeing how we're doing and talking, hanging out. Right. You know, I, I, I say that I know her, and I feel like I know her, but theoretically, we have never met in person. Not that, theoretically. You, you've oh, never yeah. met in person. Right. Yeah. Well, theoretically, we've never met, is what I should say. Not theoretically at all. Theoretically means... But we've met and taught, like... Right. Are, the- we've I'm taught... Sa- I'm, I'm taking umbrage with your use of the word theoretically. Okay, well... Realistically. I hope you feel better they fucking about met. They fucking... correcting my theoretically. They... Do you theoretically feel better about that? The only reason I'm correcting it is because you're talking about uh, syntax and mm. why words matter. I have what no fucking clue what to do with any of this means. Mean. <laughs> I've thought about that. I've seen the word th- syntax. I've heard it said. I have no clue Hold what up. it means. Isn't that when your letters go like a little bit sideways? No. Maybe. 
You know, like that's italics. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ben, how are you though <laughs> overall? I'm all right. You're not not so bad. I'm not so bad. Cool. Good and you. Late late night show here, nine fifty two. Wow, it's it feels early. good. It early is early in the evening, boys. I actually prefer these like because when when we do the podcast and it's like around four or five, it's like right in the middle of the evening. And I usually have stuff to do afterwards. I actually have stuff to do after this, but some it feels more relaxed. Mm. I don't know being being later. Wow. I don't know how you guys feel. I'm in gym shorts. I'm doing good. You're literally grabbing your gut right now. Yeah. The bigger it gets, the more I want to touch it. That's what I'll do is that <laughs> I'll, I'll grab my gut. Did, that wasn't even intended. Okay. Or I'll like shove it in Holly's face or something. She's like, you're not. Your you gut? Really? Yeah, my gut. I'll just be like, Ugh, like, push it out at her. Yeah. She doesn't like that. Are you guys King of Queens fans? Uh, no. Growing up, my dad and I used to watch King of Queens while it was on, like new. There's an episode where Carrie gets some new friends and brings them over to the house. And Doug doesn't like the new friends. So while she's out of the room, he like makes them look at his, uh, his belly hair and ask mm. them like, if it's a lot of hair and stuff. Trying to get them to leave because he doesn't want them around. Right. Um, so that's kind of what that reminded me of a little well, bit. I have a quick story, quick aside, about what? something that just happened within the last week. Does this have to do with belly hair? Uh, sort of, yeah. Nice. Okay, so Brandon was over uh-huh. with uh, his girlfriend, and my parents were here. Uh-huh. Late night, we ordered some pizza. Oh, man. Yeah. Did you if get someone... the address right? This I ordered it. Brandon ordered the pizza, <laughs> and the address was right. Thank you very much. Last time. Uh, so someone looked out the window, like, oh, the pizza, pizza person's here, pizza man. Brandon goes, oh, shit, hold on. He quickly removes his shirt as quick as he can, and at the time, he was wearing the... Uh, the Fortnite win fedora, as you recall from our stream a couple right. months ago. Yeah. Quickly removes his shirt, makes sure the fedora is back on, and answers the door to get the pizza shirtless with the fedora on. You yeah. said something like, what was that? You ended with something very nice. Oh, I think I said, don't forget to kiss the hand of the fair maiden. Yes. And the pizza man was like, oh, yeah. He was, listen- he, he, he was looking at me when I said it. Was, Where did you get this pizza from? Papa. Papa's. Okay. Papa J's. I don't know the delivery drivers from there. I know a few of them from Domino's. Okay. Wow. Not, wow. And funnily enough, I've never ordered delivery from Domino's to my house. So, really? Or anywhere. Shirtless, none, nonetheless. Now, Ben, I was telling Brandon this earlier. I ordered DoorDash for the first time yeah. here in Butler. Yeah. It was a very good experience. Uh-huh. Got some Wendy's. Yeah. Came within like 25 minutes. Uh, middle-aged woman in an SUV stopped at my house. Yeah. Just felt very weird like yeah, I was gonna handing say, me a bag of food. That's the thing about like it's so not weird for anybody else that lives it's in an, anywhere else. Right. Here. But for the thing here is like that's like new. I think what felt weird was when you get pizza delivery or something, someone's in a uniform or something. Yeah, usually. usually, not always. This person was just like, look like middle-aged mom, you know, just like, hi, hi, hon, here's your Wendy's. She didn't say that, but Damn. I felt like she could have. Could you request that? Maybe. Maybe Extra not. tip? Did you leave a tip? <laughs> I did. What is standard for that? I think it depends. I mean, I, I don't know about DoorDash. For pizza, when I was delivering pizza, I kind of would assume based on distance and quantity of what I was delivering. Right. You know. But I still think, like, I mean, a lot of things factor into it. you got to think about the fact that 99% of the time, and I had a very fortunate situation when I delivered pizza, and that I didn't pay for my vehicle 
or my gas, my employer right. did, and they paid me more than minimum wage. Um, so that was like a tremendous thing that isn't replicated. But most of the time, they're using their own car. Mm. They're putting their own gas in it. Um, even if they have a nice car, it's, you know, it's being degraded quickly. Uh, on top of the fact that most of them, because they're getting tips, aren't making minimum wage. So I like to think of it as, at, you know, I try to do at least 15% like you would minimum at a, as long as it's not terrible service, at a restaurant or something, minimum. See, the DoorDash, it gives like the option of two, three, four, or other amount. Right. So I want three. I'm like, that's the middle amount. It's not super far from me. It's not a huge order. Right. I probably would have been fine with two. I like to tip a little more. Well, what, what was the delivery fee? Free? Because I know, but what would it have normally been? I think it was like $2. Yeah, so chance... Okay, think about it this way. Would you take your vehicle... You know where Wendy's is, to Wendy's. Yeah. For th- let's, say they, let's say they get half of the delivery fee, which I doubt. But let's say they get half. They get, so that's a buck. Yeah. Plus the $2... Would you take your car and deliver pizza, deliver food, go into Wendy's, pick up the food, even place the order, pick up the food, take it to someone's house for $3? No. So I wouldn't expect anyone else to either. Your logic is flawed, though, because often these situations, the store is taking a hit on the food because of the delivery. At least for Holly, when they were asked about Grubhub or something, they wanted them to sell the, the product for a cheaper price in order to make up for the delivery and the fee they have to pay the driver. So yeah. maybe that's the situation with that. or It's not the situation with all of them, but that's what I thought the how understanding was, was. How is that logic flawed, though? Because either way... Because it would be more than $3. I would be... if. Well, we're in the weeds here. Yeah. Uh, we would... Uh, I would... It, it would... I. What am I trying to say now? It would be more than $3 that that person is getting paid, theoretically, if the West restaurant is taking less money. You would think and hope. How much was your meal? Ten bucks. How much would it have cost normally? Or how much do you think they, they, what percentage do you think they? So I'm just, okay, let me put this out there. Let's say they only did 75% because chances are it's not 50. So let's say at minimum, they're paying them 75%. That means they, for your $10 order, they paid Wendy's $7.50. That gives them $2.50 plus the $2 delivery fee plus yeah. a $2 tip. Yeah. Even if they got 100% of that, it's 6 bucks. Yeah. Would you do it for 6 bucks? Mm, if I was doing a lot, maybe. Yeah. I don't think around here you would. No. But they choose, In a big to, city, set sure. the serv- they choose to set up the service here. So. Right. Yeah. I don't know. We need more information here about how Grubhub... Maybe one of us should sign up to be a DoorDash delivery person. Oh, no. How's that sound? I don't even want to get myself food. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Why the fuck would I get somebody else food? I, this, yeah. I think, like you're saying, if you're in a big city and you can, like, hop on a bike, pick up stuff from six places, all go in the same direction or something like that, sure, those small amounts add up and they may be worth it. But, like, we're talking about, we're in a more, we're in a, I mean, it, it's a city, but it's a more rural city. Uh, a couple miles between here and Wendy's, mm-hmm. and they're putting miles on their car in the around with you know bad weather, not great roads. Right. It's definitely not worth it. So you're telling me I should have tipped more? I would have tipped five bucks. I wasn't even on the list of options unless I entered it in myself. Yeah. But anyway, Damn. this is the HP podcast. Your, your normal Grubhub po- podcast. Your normal Grubhub podcast. You know, it's new us bumpkins out here in the middle of nowhere fascinated by food delivery 
and uh, it comes to you from handsomephantom.com. Mm-hmm. And we're excited you're here listening with us. Let's get started with dreams. Now, Brandon, there's been an addition to dreams Where? that I want you to know about. You now get a dream and a shout out. Wow. And the shout out can be literally anything. Okay. So you got something to hope for, you dream for, and something you just want to acknowledge. Well, Ben, why don't you go first? Show them how it's done. So my dream, well, is this a dream or a shout out? I don't know. I got. They can be very similar. Yeah. Okay. This is my dream. My dream is I'm dreaming about those summer showers. Mm. On the way over here tonight, there was a. It was nice and dark. There was a lot of lightning and thunder. Right. Rain like crazy. Just like I love those nights where it just pours and I'm not I don't have to be outside. Nothing's affecting anything. I want everybody to be safe, but I love just like smelling the air, all mm. the all the lightning happening in the skies. So my dream is for more summer showers at night. Yeah. It's my thing. Very nice. Lay in bed with the window open. Well. So you drew that was has is that your dream or your shout? That was my dream. Okay. I guess you could shout out two summer showers, but my dream is definitely or my other one is definitely not a dream. Uh, my shout out is to anyone and everyone who has gotten the platinum trophy Whoa. on CTR. Damn. Because yeah. you are awesome. It's a hard game, man. It is. I actually thought I was thinking about this earlier today. I meant to send it to you because we were th- brainstorming some ideas for editorials. My question was, is CTR too hard? In the modern yeah. kart racer world, especially in the Mario Kart 8 world, it is insanely harder than it, Mario Kart 8. I would agree. It's No pun intended with the insane. There may be a correlation to draw there between it and Cuphead. Oh, Dark Souls? <laughs> it's the, they're, they're the Dark Souls of kart racers. It's the Dark Souls of kart racers. Yeah, I, I'm planning on writing something up soon-ish about CTR, and it will obviously involve difficulty to some extent. I don't know what extent. So I'll save a little bit of that, all of my thoughts for that. But I'm just saying, like, I haven't even looked at the percentages. I would imagine it is ridiculously low. Oh yeah, um, but I just—I'll tell you what—I—I—I I, uh, I know for a fact that there are things, and I'm, I'm only a few trophies away, but they're the hardest trophies. But there are things in CTR that just are unreasonably harder than they were in the original game. I know we've been on a lot of tangents, yeah, this episode already. But I, this is gaming specific, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. Here's the thing about platinum. This whole episode could be a tangent if you ask me. Let's do it. Uh, here's the thing about platinums. I've been thinking about is that you have platinums like Spider-Man, which are content based for the most part. You got to do everything in the game in order to get the platinum, and it's not. I mean, it's difficult. You got to put some time in, but it's not insanely hard. Then you have CTR, which is like do the hardest of everything. And do it perfectly. And I hate that. I way prefer... I think it should be a mix of both, personally. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about how Tetris Effect is a platinum I would love to have. One of the trophies is get double S rank in everything. Impossible. Literally everything. The campaign mode, all of the... the, um, the Whatever, the relaxed modes or whatever they're called. It's fucking insane. And it just sucks because that trophy kills it. Well, here's... Here's what I would say about that. There are two different kinds of games. Well, I shouldn't say that. When it comes to Platinums, there are two different kinds of Platinums. Yeah. You got a game like Spider-Man, where like, play the heck out of the game, play it a lot, play through it, you're going to get the Platinum. It's not a matter of skill, it's not a matter... Of, but Spider-Man is more of a story adventure game. Right. You've got games like CTR, which are about skill. Right. CTR is about skill. 
um, Tetris is about skill. Those mm-hmm. being skill-based trophies make sense because the game they are trophies for are skill-based games. Yeah. So if you said this trophy, it doesn't matter how good you are as long as you do these things, kind of takes some of the fun out of being... Like the fact that I will never... I'm, I'm not going to say never, but the fact that I will probably not get the Platinum Trophy in CTR yeah. makes me want to keep playing CTR. Mm. And there are some games that would not be the case with, so maybe it's just CTR. I don't know. It's a, yeah. it's a you know, reminiscent thing for me. But Yeah, there's definitely exceptions. Um, when you guys are talking about Platinums, you wish you had. Uh, mine would be Wolfenstein 2. Oh, that there's a trophy that's fucking insane on that too, right? Yeah, so I Platinum Wolfenstein 1. Wolfenstein 2. Brandon, please quit groping yourself. Dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> my nuts me. were itchy. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Made me fucking say it, dude. Damn. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I got the, I got the plot for Wolfenstein 2, so coming in, or for Wolfenstein 1, so coming into Wolfenstein 2, I was excited about the prospect of getting it. Um, I played the game on normal, and I, it, it's, there's been some changes to it since I played it, because I played it at release. But, you need to beat it not only on, like, the super insane difficulty, but then there's, like, a, a step above that now. Yeah. And... So it's not only about, like, collecting all the collectibles, which I was fine with. You have to play the game multiple times to get some of the collectibles because certain things only open at certain points. You know, fine with that. I've done those Platinums, too. Yeah. That's okay. Um, But I knew I wasn't going to beat it on that Ultra whatever. It was just going to take too long. And so, you know, I think there are definitely exceptions to that where, like, I wouldn't consider Wolfenstein a skill-based game Mm. at all. Um, I mean, I guess... I mean, it's skillful if the reason you can't beat it is because you're not good enough. Yeah, but that's not like the shtick of the game. Right. You know? Yeah. It's not like you're like, I'm playing Wolfenstein because it is the most accurate Nazi killing game that's ever existed. (laughs) I I need to be the most efficient Nazi killer that's ever existed. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. Yeah. Brandon, what's your dream and your shout out? Let's see. Uh... This is my dream, boys. Get the tissues. <laughs> the tissues. Take that in whatever way you want it. <laughs> I will. Uh, now, listen, I um, I just got a new job, yeah. right? Um, it's a little bit early to say that I'm enjoying it, but I am enjoying it. It's yeah. been a couple of days. I got a feel for what it is. Uh, I work with a lot of really cool people. Um, and my dream is that if you are stuck in a place that you don't want to be in even if it kind of like beats you down and makes you like you know at least it's the evil you know you know what i mean my dream would be for the listener to if that's you just go for it because even if you don't get it right on the first try like you go somewhere else or like with anything in life not even just a job like a relationship or anything just do what's best for you even if it's hard sometimes to like get the motivation it seems so dumb because it's like i don't like where i'm at so why don't i have the motivation to leave and it's because i just get beat down all day and then the last thing i want to do is spend all this effort to redo my resume and you know some people have less problems with it than others but if you're struggling just go for it and it'll get better yeah so uh in in like in correlation with that shout out to um all the supporting friends and family of all the listeners out there um don't isolate yourself just like you know uh, keep the people in your life that support you right and make you happy yeah man change 
change is hard, but yeah. you got to be persistent and patient. And that's what you've been for a yeah. while. And uh, I'm happy that, you know, you got through it and yeah. it worked out, you know, for sure. For so, sure. So I'm I'm happy that Brandon's going to be able to be on the podcast more often. Right. That's right. No. And, the, and, the, and that's, you know, that's. I don't even it, care about his health or well-being. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's it's so crazy how many, you know, when you're unhappy, how many little things can add up when you're, you know, like this. Yeah. You know, I mean, this might not have even been the thing that was forefront in my mind. Like, oh, I want to leave this job because I want a better schedule so I could be on the podcast. You know, I yeah. mean, sure, that's in there. But like, it's like once you work towards what you it's want. It's a happy accident. Right. Yeah. Like just this is what I did a lot is I just beat myself down and then I just didn't do anything because I was just sulking, you know. Right. So just surround yourself with supporting people, supportive people. And uh, just do it because, you know, life's short. Yeah. The worst part about this new job, in my opinion, is that you and I can't stay up till four playing video games. Anymore. Honestly, that is disappointing because that was probably one of the closest things I've had to, like, high school gaming. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, everyone else, like, you know, you know, fucking wives and kids or whatever, you know. Dude, I got a wife and kids. Damn. I know, but they're sleeping. <laughs> but yeah. anyway... It, you know, so there are some bad things that come along just like that, but there's also a lot of positives. So there's always positives. Just keep working towards it. Just do it. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, important thing to know what you already mentioned, but Brandon now will be a consistent uh, rotating yeah. member of this yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully the plan right now is every other week. Um, but I'm wondering if it might be more than that because Phil's schedule has kind of been up and down lately. So well, it'll probably be a, like a week by week decision for, you yeah. know, if Phil can do it or if Brandon can do it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Or if they cool. both can do it. I wouldn't mind having a four man show every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that'd it. be cool. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So not all the time, yeah. Because Brandon's just too much to handle every too week. much. I, I dominate the conversation. <laughs> I'm gonna be you know repetitive with my dream here, but I gotta get it out. I'm dreaming about Doom Eternal because wow. I Didn't finally you went dream back. about that last week. I'm, um, we talked about how okay. it was our game of the game of the show at E3, but I went back. I finally beat Doom 2016. Yes. You never beat it? No, wow. I've gotten very close. Like yeah. I seriously put three, three and a half hours and beat it from yeah. my last save that I started a couple months ago. So I think it's a fantastic game. It has some issue, a few issues here and there. I think it could do more things to change up the formula. Um, but uh, I loved what we played at, at E3. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm very excited. It's going to be it. real good. Cool. Very good. Um, I'm going to do quick, two quick shout outs. Number quick shout out. Number one. I'll shout out a show called Letter Kenny that Holly and I are watching. Ben, you've been watching it. And Phil, we watched it with him at E3. It's, it's ob my obsession. It's absurd. Right now. It's such a good show. It's on Hulu. It's about Canadian hicks. Go watch it. I remember the first few episodes you just were asleep. For yeah. And we watched it at E3. So There's stuff that... I'm glad you went back and watched them again. 
there's some stuff that I watched. I'm like, I only half remember this. Yeah. Just because uh, the the situations. You right. Know. Uh, the other quick shout out I was thinking about was there's a Dairy Queen by us that does blizzards that puts like a pound of candy on top. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Dairy Queen by the mall. I know what you mean. It's just yeah. a 10 out yeah, of 10 yeah. experience every time. Nice. I was there the other day. Well, and I was thinking, thank God for this Dairy Queen. So well, shout out for the pound of Reese's peanut butter cups that will give me a pound? diabetes. What? I think it's literally a pound. It's probably pretty damn close. I was going to say, I've had a few of them, and they've, they're have they hefty. It makes me sick almost every time I eat them, but I can't not. Right. You well, know, the other Dairy Queens, fuck off. They're terrible. Don't you get kind of sick every time you eat ice cream? Mm, I get a little bloated. Yeah. but I wonder if you have, like, slight lactose intolerance. I've wondered that, I know, honestly. I, I think I do as well. That's why I'm... It doesn't make me have digestive problems right. we'll say but it does make me feel bloated it's like it doesn't weird. make me have digestive problems and it also doesn't make me stop yeah so are you guys ready to get in the news there's some real interesting stuff i'm I very just, excited i was just ready to screw around some more we can screw around during the news All of right. course it's fine so this one is really really interesting to me i'm really curious what you guys think about this last week we had ps plus games announced it was pro evolution soccer and some like Horizon Chase Turbo or some it's some mixture of those words. It's like a smaller indie game that's also on iPhones. So just saying what type of game it is. Right. Huge outcry. People upset because it's a sports game and quote unquote an indie game no one cares about. You know what I mean? Right. People were nonetheless upset. Surprised. Gamers were upset about They something. were trying to rise up. Just makes me want to kill them all. Did they rise up? They did. A video game. Because earlier today, they Sony posted a blog post and said, hey, uh, just so everyone knows, uh, we're changing the lineup this month. Instead of Pro Evolution Soccer, you're getting uh, Detroit Become Human. Wow. Uh, we're sorry for anyone disappointed about the changeup. And that's really all they said. So I, there's so many questions I have about this. I have this so many problems. Because we know that Sony inks these deals with developers that they get a set amount, right? For Ooh, it's do like, we know that? That's to what my understanding is. Yeah, that I've heard that the things that made me think that from some developers, and then I've heard from other developer, like not personally heard, but well, actually one personally heard um, something that makes me think that it's based on how many people download it that mm. month. Might be by case by case. Could be, you know. So. These deals aren't easy, I'm sure. When you're talking about this many millions of units potentially being moved with PS Plus, I'm sure it's not a simple, like, call up Joe at Konami right. and find out if they're cool with this and fax a paper. Right. You know, and I'm sure it's very complicated with negotiations and things like that. So for Sony to just be like, oh, uh, yeah, we're changing it. There are many people that are like, oh, thank you, Sony. This is this is what people wanted. We're glad you're listening. And I'm kind of wondering, is it possible that Konami wanted out? They saw that because of the situation that their game was getting shit on and getting bad, bad PR, so to say, because people were disappointed. And they were like, no, 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 we're out. We don't want our game to be viewed upon in this light. Find something else. Or does Sony have something in their contract that they can choose to cancel it at any moment before it's launched? Yeah, I'd say it, it might be a mixture of both. But with how many weird fucky things are happening in the world right now with like... 
I don't know, things getting canceled, like the internet canceled. Yeah. And like, you know, judgment yeah. and stuff. I would say within reason, there has to be some sort of clause that's like, if something fucked up bad enough happens, like, you know, the head of this game studio, this indie game studio is child pornography or something, you know, like, well, yeah, like, you know what I mean? There has to be some way, some kind that, of protection that like Sony can say, Hey, even if we've signed this, you know, even if they have to take a hit, you know, they're, that's a good, good question. Was the deal inked and then Sony, like, is it like, okay, well, we paid for Pro Evolution Soccer, but we're going to drop it, put one of our games that we own the rights to, and just take the hit on it because it's better than this bad PR. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'd say that's, that seems way more likely to me, is yeah. that, like, Sony's, like, you know, they're on top, they have the money, and so they're like, here you go, Konami. Yeah, <laughs> like like here's here's the money. Here's one point five million. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. But you know, I think. Okay, so I have a lot of different thoughts about this, and they're all kind of disjointed. But my first question or first thought is: It seems pretty likely that there was feedback from the community, and then Sony changed course. But it is possible, though not likely. That this is totally unrelated. So mm. There could have been something else happening yeah, that caused this to happen. The second thing is, if this was Sony's decision and not Pro Evolution Soccer's yeah. uh, decision, then are they just screwed? Like, they planned out however long ago that this was going to be the month where they, like, made some serious cash and, um, you know, got a little boost from their indie game that could or whatever. Uh, I mean, it's Konami, so whatever. But right, um, did they make decisions based on what that potential cash flow was going to be? Like, I'm just really curious. Did they still get that? Because I guarantee there was there's some financial incentive in some way or another. So, like, what does that mean for the studio now? And then, yeah, you're right. The fact that um, that Sony owns the rights to Detroit yeah. could certainly be a factor. But like, do they? I'm sure they have. Was that going to be next month's game? Are, mm. are, do they have a year's worth of games lined up or six months' worth of games lined up already well, inked in deals? And, hey, yeah. our game's going to be PS Plus in six months. And so they can just, like, pull from that? Or was this like a, well, we're not putting this game out, so let's just hurry up and do something yeah. of our own? Yeah. Yeah. There's so many what-ifs. And, I mean, it's, you know, let's just say that there's never been this much of an outcry. Like, people bitch and moan about the PlayStation Plus. There's never been this much of an outcry. Did they announce the games? like preemptively write up a contract right. and then say, Hey, we're going to do this, announce the game. And then once the first of the month hits, there's a week for it to be pushed out. And the first of the month is when they pen the contract. Right. You know, like, I mean, I don't know. I think that obviously with a situation like this, lawyers involved, you know, paperwork, all this shit, like I don't think anybody was too devastated by it because Companies protect themselves. Right. You know, this isn't fucking, you know, a five-man development team we're talking about. Even if it is the indie game that's for iPhone, right. I mean, iPhone's still probably their cash cow. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the thing is, is, you know, I don't think anyone's going to be crushed by this. And it is interesting that Sony 
did something like this because they've never done something like that. So yeah. how much sway does the public have on a PlayStation Plus game? That's what I'm most curious about. I don't, I don't give a fuck about anything else. Like, you know, if, if you bitch and moan enough, will they take anything off? Right. Like, I thought that. Like, I'm like, this sets a precedence like, that people think that if, if they don't like the lineup, if they bitch enough, well, like, that here's the thing, too. It. This this isn't Madden. Right. No, I, I mean, I understand. Uh, it is soccer, though. No, no, no. Well, well, in Europe, it would be. Well, it's, you know, more. Well, yeah, important. that. I understand that soccer is the most popular sport in the world. Right. I understand. Do we, Is the most units in the United States? Mm. I don't know. PlayStation 4? It's high, It is high. You know what I mean? Like, like how much of a sway does that have where, let's say it was Madden and, you know, half the population was still bitching. If it were a bigger game, if it affected more of the demographic of the most people that download PlayStation Plus, like, they're looking at stats. It's mostly in the U.S. You know, if it were... I don't fucking know. Some other big yeah. game. If it were Anthem, you know, I don't know. Right. Would that be pulled as opposed to, you know, there's so many what ifs, but I don't know. I don't think anything too heartbreaking could have happened. I'm more right. interested in the precedents that you're talking about where it's like, what's next? Are we going to get the vote on games? Right. You know, like <laughs> I have two other thoughts, quick thoughts. Number one, I think it's possible that we're going to see pro evolution soccer next month. Yeah. Like, they realized, like, fuck, we put two games that the majority of people aren't going to like together in the right. same month. So let's just swap, switch these around. I almost always want one game and don't want one game. And right. it could be that the bigger one is the one I don't want sometimes. I mean, yeah. yeah. The second thing is the people that are going insane, ups- that were upset and complaining, I'm like, are, do you really feel that with these two games not being what you want, that you don't see a $50 or $60 value out of PS Plus now? Yeah. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah, it was like the Handsome Collection was last month, and what else? Dude, there's it's been like, so many good ones. Yeah, Handsome that's what I'm saying. Edith Finch, um, Hitman. Yeah. Dude, like, Yeah, just because it doesn't tailor to you this month. Phantom Pain? Yeah. Like, I don't know if that was this in the past 12 months, but still. Like... There's yeah. been it's, Phantom Pain wasn't in the last twelve months, but but still, yeah. So the point is, is that the value is there regardless. Yeah. So okay, so we'll see if if any more info on that will develop. All right, next one. So you guys know Nibel, right? Yeah. On Twitter, he's an industry insider. He posted a tweet about some more details. Does from, anyone really know Nibel? No one does really. Uh, from it was a translation from a site called bankier.pl, which is a Polish site that was an interview or more info from CD Projekt Red about Cyberpunk 2077. And according to this interview, there are currently three games related to Cyberpunk in development at CD Projekt Red. So one of them is a, as of course, CD Projekt uh, Cyberpunk 2077. The other one is some sort of multiplayer game or component of Cyberpunk. And then the other one, I guess I misspoke, is what they're calling a big and very innovative next project after Cyberpunk. So uh, I have a quote here that's also from the article. This comes from GameSpot. It says, we currently have a total of five teams working on a number of projects, with three focusing on the development of Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, This is a representative that's telling GameSpot directly. These include CD Projekt Red Warsaw and Karkwakwo. 
who are handling the main game as well as the Crow Law Studio, where around 40 industry specialists are engaged in technology R&D. A separate dedicated team at the Warsaw Studio is handling the development of Gwent. The final team is Sopoko, which is currently working on a yet unannounced project. So... I'm wondering, this kind of, this statement here is kind of counter to, you know, not mentioning the cyberpunk multiplayer project. Right. But, uh, I don't know. I just thought this was interesting overall because we've seen their main focus be cyberpunk. But I I guess I didn't realize that cyber, uh, what, not cyber, CD Projekt Red was this big of a team now. But it makes sense because they probably have all the money in the world. Right. They're gigantic, dude. Yeah. I, I don't know how many people, but I know that they're in the hundreds, if not close to a thousand. Yeah. Well, I mean, also with them being connected to GOG, uh, you know, good old games. And Warner Brothers. Oh, and Warner Brothers, too. Right. I've always wondered about that relationship between Warner Brothers. They're distributing. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, clearly, I think at this point, CD Projekt Red could pay for the game themselves and do all that. So probably, I, but it doesn't hurt about, to have that financial security. Yeah, true. So, Brandon, I haven't gotten your perspective yet about cyberpunk, whether you are excited, not excited or nothing. Yeah, I mean, I am excited. Um, I don't know. I just a lot of things, unless I've had previous experience with them, I don't really get hyped for games as much until they get way closer. Um like the new Wolfenstein, the multiplayer experience. I'm excited for that because I played Wolfenstein too. You yeah. know what I mean? And if it were something completely new, I mean, sure, I'd be like, yeah, that looks cool. I'm probably going to get it. But I mean, I've I've watched a lot of the like hour long whatever, and it looks great. Yeah. And, you know, I'll probably get it on release. I don't know. I'm just kind of like, I just go with the ebb and flow now. I don't like freak out about video games as much as i used to not that i don't play it's just like when it comes out i'm like oh okay if i get it on release great if it's really really good sure i'll get it on release and you know say this being said i you know however you know next year i'm gonna be getting it on launch almost guaranteed but like as of right now i'm just kind of like yeah i'll probably get it you know like i don't know i just it looks cool i think cd project red did an amazing job with witcher clearly yeah. Um, and yeah, just looks neat, I guess. I don't know. I feel you, man. I mean, I feel like growing up, waiting for games was antagonizing. I would obsess thinking about games. I remember having a dream, like multiple dreams about Halo 2 before yeah. it came out because I was always thinking about it, so yeah. excited. And now it's like I'll see a game announced or whatever, and even if I think it's really awesome, I'm just like, okay, cool. And then I don't think about it until yeah. I see something else. Like it's not the same way as dude that was even like fucking good example like mortal kombat 11 we watched the reveal trailer i was like wow that looks super dope i was seeing stuff about it wow that looks super dope you know not like super excited and then i bought it on launch and it's one of my favorite games of all time now yeah and you know who knows you know if if you never know if i would have been swayed maybe i wouldn't have bought it all you know what i mean it's like little things where like you weren't gonna buy it on launch yeah i was gonna wait but then you know i don't know I agree with what you're saying. I'm just kind of like, yeah, oh, I'll play it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like to see what other people think, too, because not that, you know, as I'm getting older, my money doesn't go as far. And yeah. so, you know, I'm not just as willing to throw money at 
every single game that I want. And to be honest, usually the quality of games at launch is usually not, as, like, not as good as I once thought they were. Well, that's because they didn't used to be able to fix them. You just had to live with it. Right. In like the 2010, 2011 era, if a game was coming out... Now, granted, you have to pay attention. Like, I lived with two roommates, and we split a cheap uh, a cheap uh, duplex. Uh, I didn't make a lot of money, but it was a lot of money for a single guy with no expenses to speak of. So, like... And then also there was Kmart Gamer at the time, which I was yes. like, I was getting like games for 10 bucks on launch constantly. So I was buying two or three new games a week that were coming out sometimes. And I remember it got to a point where I was like, I'm literally just buying every game that's coming out. There is zero hype for me anymore. And I like cut back significantly. Right. Right. And it was like more exciting. Yeah. But I was like, when the game is, when I can get a game for under half price. Yeah. Without, like, cheating anybody. I'm right. just, like, using their system they have in place and being a good patron and everything. What's stopping me from buying these games? Yeah. Yeah. And I have time, and, like, that was a, that, that was a good time for, for video yeah. games in my life. In a bad time, I guess. I have a question for you guys. Well, a statement and then a question. So, EA Access, uh, this is EA's subscription service. It's already out on Xbox. Originally, PlayStation said, nope, not on our platform. Here we are, uh, years later. It is now coming to PS4, and it's coming on July 24th. It costs $4.99. It gives you access to the EA Vault, which, to my understanding, I was looking at the PC version of this, and this is a good value. Yeah. Like, basically, it has everything from EA, except right now it doesn't have Anthem, and it doesn't have... Uh, Something else new for like it doesn't Probably have the newest do a Sims game or something. Oh, the yeah. Sims, yeah. At least this is the PC version, so it's different. Right. But it also has a bunch of uh, stuff that's not EA. Okay. Like I'm like I was gonna probably buy a month because I wanted to check out Titanfall two again yeah. on, on my PC, and I was like five dollars I can check out that and Battlefront two and Battlefield five. Hell right. yeah! So it's coming out. I wanted to ask you guys about the state of subscriptions. In, in gaming right now. And so obviously the landscape right, right now we have uh, PlayStation Now, which offers the download service as well as the streaming. We have EA Access. We have uh, Ubisoft coming out with their own subscription. We have Xbox Games Pass. We have... Uh, there's one for VR games too, I think called Viveport. And... I'm trying. Am I missing any here for video games? Oh, Apple. Probably. Apple's coming out with Apple Arcade for your phones. So we're seeing this whole new market explode. Uh, I'm just curious whether this is, is this exciting to you guys. Does this make you sad? Is this something you want to jump into eventually? What are your thoughts? For me, it's it doesn't make me feel anything. Yeah. It's like if I see something that I want to start, I want to play. I'll get what it like. I'm, I guess I'm a different kind of video game player than some people might be. Some people want to play, you know, probably you want it to be decent quality, but they just want to play a game all the time. Right. If I don't have a game I'm itching to play, I'll just watch episodes of Frasier or something like that. Like, yeah, I, I'm I'm probably playing a game on my iPad or my phone or something like that while I'm doing that, but. I don't just always need to play something. So for me, like, it's exciting because let's say I look at the EA library, what they, what they come out with for, let's say, for PS4. 
uh, and there's like six games in there that I want to play and I have a lull and new releases, sure, I'd check it out. Right. But like, chances are if there's a game I want to play, I've probably played it to some extent or it's just out of interest at this point. So yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make me feel any way. I think it's, like you said, some of them are a great value. Um, but I think people are just going to have to be choosy with which ones they get and which ones they don't. EA uh, Access is one that I could see myself... Okay, uh, it's August, and there's no big game release. I'm just making that up. There's no big game releases. So sure, I'll hop into EA Play and get 10 hours of Titanfall 2 in there, even though I, I guess I have that on disc. But either way, right? Um, I can see it being a, a, a value to some people, but for me, it's like if I want to play a game, I've, I'm probably playing it. Yeah. I don't know. I think that as companies try and get a more sustainable form of income that's constant, you'll see this a lot more with everything. I mean, clearly, as you've mentioned, so many things are... So many companies are trying this, right? Mm. To get that constant pulling out of your check right? every month, you know, like a service, like electric, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, honestly, at some point, way in the future, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like... For 20 extra dollars on top of your PlayStation Plus membership, you want the premium version of PlayStation Plus, 70 bucks gives you access to this and this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I don't really know how to feel about it, to be honest, because... Yeah, I just... Uh, I still just have a weird thing about paying for continuously something that I'm never actually having. That's fair. You know? And and that's weird because I do that with some things. Obviously, you know, I have Netflix, I have Hulu, you know, I have Spotify. If I stop using Spotify, I can still listen to that shit, but I got to listen to ads, you know. And that bothers me a little bit, but because video games are so like, I guess it's because I like I like owning them. I like having them and seeing them. It yeah. kind of bothers me. I could see how it would be beneficial. Check out some old shit. You were talking about all these new games, and you know, I said, "Oh, I'm not as excited for new games." It's because I'm, I'm just trying a bunch of old shit. To be completely honest, it's just random, doesn't make any sense. I picked up fucking Ark Survival Evolved. I've always had a little bit of a interest in that game, and it was on a super sale. It was like uh, more than half off. It was yeah. like seventy five percent off, and I just randomly picked it up. And I've been playing for like twenty or thirty hours, like completely weird shit. So for that reason cool yeah brandon i used to so you were mentioning about like wanting to own your games and see them and everything yeah i used to be very much like that with all kinds of physical media with cds uh with comics with video games with dvds whatever it was and then sometimes i just go up to this box in my attic and there's hundreds of dvds and sometimes i go and there's this old chest that my wife bought me that she found it at a, a like a flea market or something and it's awesome i refinished it and everything and there's like thousands of dollars of xbox 360 games in there and i'm like why do i care if i have physical yeah. things i just as yeah. soon as i'm done with them i'm done like i'm not going to resell them yeah uh they're valueless in five years uh i mean you know we're if we're talking nes snes that era that's way different yeah. now there's so many of them it's almost yeah. impossible to find a rare one but so i'm just like now yeah. i'm like i got two kids and I can't keep track of where I set that. Right. Uh, I mean, not literally, but I can't keep track of where I set that PlayStation game. I wish I had it digitally. <laughs> right. No, yeah, I can definitely see that, and I can empathize with that. Um, but I don't think necessarily I have that problem. 
typically when I buy physical, unless it's like very, very cheap, it's something that I actually like got a lot of enjoyment out of. And I guess you're right. Like once the, you know, you could have a good memory, but that doesn't make the disc go away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, take a picture. Yeah. So like, I don't know. And I think that because my PlayStation collection is not like a hundred games, that's why it's not a problem for me right now. Um, I'm not even talking about space. I'm just talking about like, I want to have that physically, even if I could get it digitally and be convenient. Right. And I know the whole argument of, do we really own our games and stuff like that? Right. And that's, I'm not even talking about that because that's a different subject yeah. entirely. But but yeah, I don't know. I think it's really just the like, I don't know. It just weirds me out that I'm paying into something and I guess it's just to like rent a movie and it's... Yeah, I get that too. The same yeah. thing, but then I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Even if it's so, a file on my computer, it's still way different than renting it from Vudu and, right. and you can't ever watch it again. Right, and then it's like near... If yeah. I play Near Automata, I've picked that game up and put it down three or four times, and I've put, honestly, literally probably 30 or 40 hours into all of my pay- playthroughs. No joke. Yeah. You need to do and more. if if I got it on, you know, let's just say it was on EA Play, and, you know, six months down the line, I didn't feel like signing back up for it. If I didn't have it physically, would I feel like signing back up to try and play that? Right. Or would I just walk over dust it off and put in the disc you know like it's a really good point i think brandon should definitely sign up for ea so he can finish near yeah damn that's the long short of it that'd be weird uh near ea's best game yeah for sure (laughs) i have two quick thoughts number one i think what people don't think about with some of these subscription services they think about subscribing and then paying forever for it whereas like for me with xbox games pass I just, when there's a game I want to play, I buy a month and then I play it and then I'm done. Yeah. Now that might have to do with the type of game because most of the time it's just, I want to check out Sea of Thieves or you want to be in the know. Forza. Right. Well, 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 that's the fucking thing. You, you say that I did that with Forza. Yeah. And if I would have owned it, I probably would have played it more. I guess the other thought is, yeah, but we're not. I think that this is kind of a weird room, and I might be reading the, the situation wrong. This is kind of a weird room full of people, the three of us here right now, yeah. because we none of us are the type of people who will just sign up for something and let it run. Yeah, yeah. lots. Of, the majority of people, and that's why subscription services work, sign up for something and don't remember they're signed up until after their next and subscription then is paid for. Six years later, exactly. You know, like, yeah, that's like how holy it, fuck, what have I been paying? That's for? how it started with Hulu for me. Yeah. So yeah, my thought is just like. When the next Halo comes out, I'll sign up for Game Pass. I might have it for one to two months, and then I'll forget about it. I'll be done with the next Halo. I'll move on. If I want to play it again, it's probably going to be a year after that, and it'll be $10, 10 to $20, something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You mean to buy it physically. Yeah. Yeah. If I wanted to own it and just own it. Right. The other thought is about subscriptions that I think is very cool is that let's say you're either a kid or if you're just, you know, an adult and you've got a budget or something like that, let's say you got $60 to buy games every year or per month. So you can either choose to buy one new release or you could buy Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. You could buy EA Play. You could buy the Ubisoft and maybe one more per month. And then you have infinite amount of things to play, basically, not literally. But so that's cool. And, you know, obviously it doesn't, it's not completely ideal because there's still going to be like, you know, 
the next God of War is won't well as far as we know isn't going to be on a subscription service. So if you want to right. play that, you're you're not going to have to, you're going to have to cancel those. Right. But I don't know with Xbox putting all their new stuff on there. I'm just like that would if if I was a kid and these subscription services exist, it would be so, I would have I would have died. I would have been so happy. Yeah. With Xbox Game Pass, would have been amazing. Yeah. Yo. Post Malone's dropping a new song Friday. What? Damn, it's coming, yeah. boy. Yeah. Holy crap, it's 15 minutes in. With Young Thug, which I'm not a fan of Young Thug, but changed my mind. I got three more for you guys, and we'll do them. They're they're lighter, if you're okay with that. Yeah, speed round. We don't have to stick directly to an hour for one episode here and there. See, I feel like I want us to keep it around an hour whatever yeah, you, for the listeners. Whatever yins want to do. I respect I'm the listeners. I'm along for the time. ride. Please don't say yins. Whatever y'all. There you go. That's fine. Cuphead, the delicious last course, as we know, is the DLC for Cuphead that is coming. Was supposed to come out in 2019, but has now been delayed to 2020. There's a new trailer out, uh, which I watched, and it showcased a couple of the bosses. I'm not watching anymore. Yeah, me either. Because I, I love the surprise of the bosses. Uh, but it looked fantastic. And they specifically cited that they are delaying the game because they want to maintain a healthy work life slash culture at studio mdhr so they are not doing that they're not crunching to get it out in 2019 i support it people will be there regardless no matter when it comes out so uh it's exciting you'll be able to play as of course ms chalice yeah which i think will be cool they said you'll be able to play the entire game as her and she has uh like she's different she's it's not like playing cuphead and mugman is exactly the same pretty sure they said that she has a double jump which is really interesting because I was thinking, I wonder if they have to go and rework some of the old bosses because you'll be able to do shit you weren't supposed to do with the double jump or something like that. So I'm very excited. I respect that studio very much. Cuphead, yeah. fantastic game. Yeah, for sure. Check it out. I just had this thought, and I'm yep. going to say it. You don't have to respond because it's a long conversation. Are the studios that are not, that are crunching a ton, like Fortnite, new skins all the time, everything like that, setting up a standard for the gamer that is unachievable by studios by continuing that? I think Probably. so. So, like, if all the studios said, you know what, fuck you guys, we're having a healthy work environment, and no one had Fortnite every single week, new shit. I mean, obviously, location, money, manpower, all of that factors in. Yeah. But because of shit like that, does it make... Let's say Fortnite didn't have skins every week... Would people be bitching as much about Apex? No. I don't know. Even if, let's just say they were yeah. even different kinds of games, but they had similar, like, they put out skins and stuff, you know? I think you're bringing up Fortnite, and it's a great example, because specifically Respawn has said, hey, we are not crunching to put out insane content constantly. We're going to take our time. It'll be out when it's out, and it'll be great when it is. Like, we got Season 2 today for right. Apex, and so that was a big deal because people were kind of dropping off apex like crazy so in a way i think unfortunately apex missed the opportunity to become the new top dog because they weren't putting out content like fortnite was because they cared more about their employees yeah well and and what's the what's the long-term effects of respawn doing that versus epic's operation are, are, is Respawn going to see their people stick around longer, become more integral, do more work, be more creative, etc.? Well, I mean... And then in the inverse, is uh, Epic going to see insane burnout, people leaving, lawsuits, 
I, pro probably that's the that's the way things are going to go with both of them. Right. That doesn't mean that right now that respawn's going to be making more money because their employees are treated better. But in the long run, um, that's probably the case. Yeah. Well, interesting. Well, next one. Uh, NVIDIA, this is a little different for our show, but NVIDIA announced they have a new lineup of super RTX cards. Uh, this is, just was interesting to me that we have in a, a new super, like Super Nintendo, only it's the super RTX cards. Yeah. Uh, the 2060, RT, or it's officially called the RTX 2060 Super. Uh, it's going to cost $399. The 2070 Super at $499. And the 1080 Super at $699. Uh, and so these were going to slowly as far as the 1070 and the 1080 will replace the current ones. So you'll only be able to buy the super versions of them. They are around 15% faster. So it's kind of interesting because I think now the 2070 super is better than the old, uh, 2080 regular. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, a, a bump along the way. The 2080 super is not as good as the 2080 Ti, though. Right. And that's not getting a super version. So what's interesting about this is that they're trying to react quickly to the market before um, ATI comes out with uh, their new Navi generation uh, graphics cards. But, uh, no, it's interesting. I don't know. I'm in the market for a video card, so I right. eventually, probably in the next six months. Yeah. So I was uh, curious. It's interesting when you think about video cards, how, like, I'm specifically, I don't know if this is what I'll spring for, but I'm very curious about the 2080 Super, which costs $699. Right. I think they'll go down in price before I want to buy one, or I'll buy it as some kind of bundle or sale. Right. But imagine the, the PS4 costs $400. Yeah. The PS4 Pro. This video card costs even more than the entire console for one component. So it's interesting when you're thinking about next gen, how people want the moon and back from right. consoles for maybe 400 500 bucks when it's like dude pcs if you if you not even the best card you know the the almost best card is 700 dollars, and even the 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 more middling card at 2770 is is the same price of a console yeah but absurd ray tracing boys brandon well, do you know what ray tracing is it's a gimmick no no it's not when you talk about consoles, I think it's a gimmick. Yeah. I think the problem is we haven't seen a lot of games in implement it right. in a way that's compelling other than Metro Exodus. Let me say this. I don't think it's a gimmick as far as what it does. I think using it as a buzzword is a gimmick. Yeah. I think it's funny, though, that NVIDIA launched the... I don't. I can't remember when they launched these 20... Uh, the 20 series, the RTX versions, that they pushed ray tracing hard. It was around when Battlefield 5 came out. Yeah. And so they were like, ray tracing, it's the future. Right. There is literally four ray tracing games right yeah. now. It's like Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Battlefield 5, Metro Exodus. Um, obviously, many many games in development cyberpunk uh control coming out is supposed to be in, like incredible the yeah. ray tracing is supposed to be next level but it's just funny they sold all these people these cards for the promise of ray tracing and now they're already updating them and there's still less than 10 ray tracing titles right. available if i if i bought in i'd be pissed yeah right now. i mean i understand the early adopter conundrum sure. but i would expect more than that right you know? yeah i agree but uh 
I'm excited about Control. It's got me thinking about ray tracing, but I don't know if I'll new new card by then. It's still going to be amazing on your current setup, though. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. So, last one. Speaking of Remedy, I thought this was pretty cool. Uh, Remedy Entertainment has purchased the rights to for Alan Wake from Microsoft. Yep. What does this mean? Um, I think it means a couple... It could mean a couple things. One is that they just wanted the rights to their game back. And it came to a point where Microsoft said... The value, you know, the value was low enough that they were going to give it to him. Didn't we have a problem recently with Alan, one of the songs in Alan, Alan Wake or something? Yeah, they had to redo the the music licensing for Alan Wake. So something there probably. I mean, that probably sparked a conversation potentially. They, they're looking at a sequel or something like that. They want to be able to distribute it wider, whatever. Uh, or there's been some rumor in you know the last couple months of Sony potentially partnering slash buying, like partnering like as in a. Um, uh, what's the name of that studio? Um, made Detroit. Oh, um, Quantum Dream. Partnering with them kind of in the way like Quantum Dream or potentially even buying them, which I'm not sure that's, if that's a great idea. But yeah, that's that's a possibility, I guess. From my understanding, it's not anymore. Oh, really? That they're okay. in talks about releasing. They've already confirmed they're working on multi-platform games. Okay. And there's some kind of... I don't know exactly what the deal is with their current titles, but like all three of their their main games uh-huh. are coming to Epic Game Store. I PC. did know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I did know that. But so that is Detroit. deal is over, <laughs> yeah. apparently. Yeah. So, but yeah, there was talk at one point definitely about potentially buying right. them. But yeah, but I mean, there could be some kind of further partnership. Right? I, I don't know. Something is always possible. But it could also just be the fact that they want to own their own IP. Yeah. I mean, why not? I think that's fair. I think an Alan Wake sequel would be awesome yeah it would be very unremedy to release a sequel i mean i guess they already released one sequel with uh problem wake uh, like is it really a sequel i don't know much about that game the uh alan wake's american wasteland let's see did a you sequel. play it yeah is it like story sequel really i don't know anything about it i just remember thinking it's not like it picks it's not like john wick to john wick 2 where it yeah. picks up right at the same events but uh, yeah it's i mean it's a similar story it's as much a sequel as a lot of other games that we call sequels are yeah i might have to check that out i'd love to go back to alan wake at some point i played that game i fucking love that game it's a real good I game it. i don't remember anything about it what was that 2010 2009 i played it way after um I mean, it was still during that generation yeah but yeah i would love to see them do a remaster put it on ps4 and uh who knows? Maybe do a sequel down the line. You got to wonder what other things they're thinking. From my understanding, they don't own Quantum. 2010. 2010. That they don't own Quantum Break. Or that they do own Quantum Break. Quantum Dream. No, that's the studio. Quantum, Quantum Break is the... Quantum Break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure that they own that as well. So I'm wondering if they could eventually want to bring that to... Yeah, and make yeah. it not shitty. Yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to be very good on Xbox One X. Damn. Apparently, and that's that's it for the news. I did have we're at one hour. I had a a, a topic of conversation. Sure. Would you guys like to handle it? Sure. Yeah. It's specifically for this panel since Phil isn't here. Because okay. fuck you, Phil. Right. So we kind of glazed over this the past couple weeks, but I feel like it's so big that I want to have a centralized conversation about it. That is, Nintendo has announced a sequel to Breath of the Wild. Wow. At E3. 
Wow. And Brandon, I know you were a big fan mm-hmm. of Breath of the Wild. And Ben, you and I both love the game. And I feel like we haven't, or at least I haven't really sat down to think about, like, what does this mean? And what do I even want from a sequel to Breath of the Wild? So, on a, on a broad sense, are, what do you guys think about this? Hmm. I'll let Brandon start. Uh, I'm excited. Um, I think that there's a lot they did with what they had in Breath of the Wild. Like, it was such an innovative game on the Switch. I mean, the fact that it came out so early, it, 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 could, it could come out in the next month, and I would be just as amazed that they still could do what they did with it. Right. You know what I mean? But the fact that it was pretty much launch, or was it exactly launch, um, but... I don't know. It'll just be nice to be back in that world. Um, I think that if they didn't do much graphically different, they had a compelling story and added more Sheikah powers that everyone would be happy. Yeah. And that's all it really needs to be honest. I mean, like, you know, so you're saying stick to the formula and just add stick to the formula add some more, give us some more story. You know, I wouldn't mind to see it be a little bit darker. And that's kind of the, the vibe of the trailer. Right. For sure. Exactly. So, you know, apparently some people got their hair cut in the trailer or something like that. <laughs> Zelda? You know, someone was dehydrated. I don't know. Very dehydrated. <laughs> Dry Ganon. That's right. You know. I don't want to say I don't care because I definitely care about zelda and loved breath of the wild yeah but i don't care mm. everyone just first of all out. Every, <laughs> yeah ever, first of all it's probably too far away to really get excited about yeah. but second of all like they're not going to go to a different engine no they're not going to go to a different place they've already confirmed the same hyrule I know, yeah. yeah so they're not going to a different place uh maybe you'll have a few more features here and there or something but um i would imagine they're still going to have some sort of you know, discovery system, but like I've already found all the shrines. I already know the landscape. That was the majority of not, maybe not the majority, but a lot of the reason why I loved breath of the wild was like this exploring this new place with link that has never been seen before. You know, it was just incredible. Um, if you're talking about revisiting the same old same, then sure. It may still be a good game may still be a decent story, but to me, it takes away so much of what made uh, Breath of the Wild special for me. Mm. It doesn't mean for everyone. I mean, it's it's a good game if it's the same environment you've played in a million times or not. But um, so, unless they're gonna like drastically change something, I- I'm kind of a, of the different opinion of Brandon. Like, I'll just go back and play Breath of the Wild, put out some more DLC, which I haven't even played yet, yeah. um, and I want to, but put out you know whatever. If you're just going to make a new a new game in the same world with the same powers and a new story, just put out a graphic novel or something. I don't know. I think that what you're saying makes sense, but I also have, have no... I don't think that that will be true in any way. I mean, I think it'll be the same map, but I expect it to be drastically different. Something will happen and the world has changed, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. And I'm hoping that there's a time gap you know, maybe this is five years later, and so we've seen people return to Hyrule. We have more populated towns and, and things yeah, like that. I mean, that. like, how cool would it be to be in the same area but see how much it's changed? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, um, so a few things that make me really excited is that first of all, I always forget this. And I think a lot of people do is that breath of the wild is a Wii U game right? that was ported to switch. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not sure that how much the graphical power or the whatever, not the graphical, but the overall power of the switch versus the Wii U, how much better of a game they could make it. But it is something to think about. This would be made natively for the switch. So how much more powerful is the switch than the Wii U? It's about Mm -hmm. uh, an Xbox 360 on top of the Wii. Powerful. (laughs) I don't, I know it is. I know it's more Definitely powerful. More it's just powerful. not like I don't know the numbers. It's not though. like four times or it's anything. It's like I mean, three iPhones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's not even one. It's the, no, no, no. It's like three iPhones and just the numchuck from <laughs> from the Wii, the original Wii. I guess I'm <laughs> and the gamepad. I'm excited, honestly, overall that they're they are doing a direct sequel because I feel like the the problems with Breath of the Wild are so apparent to everybody i think everyone can agree on the problems yeah like dungeons not good for the most obviously the divine beasts are cool and all the shrines are are fine right but we didn't get those classic zelda dungeons that so many people want including myself yeah the i think there could be some changes to the weapon system i like how it makes you change it up but the constant breaking there's some people that like it i guess but no, he needs to get like a special superpower that allows him never to break a weapon. Mm. Maybe br- something like that. I br- just it breaks too much. Even the best sword in the game, you can't right. even use it for very long. I wish that that I, was, that was my problem. I feel like a halfway compromise is that like it breaks and then you can fix it. Yeah, like it yeah. doesn't go away forever. Right. Yeah, you just fucking Minecraft and chop down some trees or some <laughs> shit and repair it. Right. Maybe you have to go to a specific town, so it's like okay, repair right. all the weapons. And regard, you have to decide at what point when you're out and about, oh. you're gonna have to switch over, dude. Right. You fucking you you take those little Deku seed guys and you grind them up in a mortar and pestle mm. and snort them and then shit it out and mold it to your sword and that wow. heals it. I think that's exactly how it's gonna be. Yeah, I was thinking that like, and Breath of the Wild's weapon system or you know any their weapon system could have been improved if it was that your weapon degraded and how much. Uh, how much damage it did all the way even until it got down to like hitting for one HP. Yeah. And you had to repair it based on that. So, you know, Ben, I'm reconsidering what you're saying about you, the same world. Yeah. It doesn't make me, I'm still very excited, but I think you are right in the fact that a lot of the magic of that game is discovery. Think about how many times you were hearing, like you heard the little beep for a shrine or you went around the little cliff and there was a, there was like a, a different area that you hadn't even known was in the game or like when you flew flew down out of the church on your glider into the valley for the first time like give me a break yeah. 80% of why i liked that game was because it was new and magical yeah like if you put me back in that same world i don't care if you make the trees look greener and the river look wider and the towns more populated those vistas aren't coming back for the first time mm yeah, I the thing is, I I feel like they know that. Yeah. So I'm, I guess the question is whether how how they decide to tackle the problem, or if they just are thinking about it in a completely different way. Than we I are. think they know that, and they'll try to change some of the skins and some of the sprites that are in the game. 
But what they also know is that if it's Zelda and it's on the Switch, we're going to buy it. Oh, and here's the thing. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the time frame is for their new souped-up Switch. Yeah. Be a perfect launch title. Sure. They're like, look at how much better Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever. It won't be called that, but is on this new Switch S or Switch Pro, whatever. So switch back switch professional the switch professional for the working man looks like a cell phone man. The looks switch. like a cell phone switches to a game the console. switch you whoa <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh no any other thoughts about breath of the wild no nah, i'm still gonna buy it day one yeah i request it be called breast of the wild damn i'm sure that you can find some content out there brandon called breast of the wild well i'm 100 percent confident don't Google it right now on the show, well, please. I, I won't. Not yet. Right after. So. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and wrap it up there. Thank you, boys, for joining me. I'm glad we were able to stay cool in here this week with my air conditioner. Yeah. Because usually it gets very, very hot in here. Very hot. And stanky. A little, little stanky. Stanky, dude. Brandon, I have Arc installed on my PC now, so we can check Yay. that out before you leave. And, uh... Yeah, it's been nice. It's been real. I'm glad to have you here, Brandon. Yeah, I'm glad. Many more. It feels good to be back. Yeah. All right. So the final plugs for the show, make sure you subscribe if you don't already, uh, either on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, join our Discord server if you'd like. That's where we're hang out and talk. It's slash Discord. And also, quick plug, if you are interested in our new show, I guess it's new-ish still. It's two weeks going on, almost three weeks old. It's about Neon Genesis Evangelion. It's a rewatch podcast with Boo and I. Check it out. And maybe you don't care about it, but you really care about Handsome Phantom. Just go and subscribe to it. Give it a download. You don't have to listen to it. That just helps us out. Download it. Delete it. Do it again on a different machine. Yep. As many subscribes as you can always helps. Yeah. Finally, to help us financially, you can go to handsomephantom.com slash Amazon. Use our affiliate link. It gives us a percentage of what you buy. No extra fee to you. You can also mail us envelopes full of cash. Yes, that's specifically United States dollars. If it's Canadian, get the fuck out. Well, Sorry, I'll, Dave. I'll take it. Yeah, okay, we'll take it. Yeah. All right. Until next time, we'll see everybody later.